Welcome back, one and all, to Jubilee Hall Gym in Covent Garden, where I am joined by my good professional friend, Julian Bertharat. It is true, and welcome back, guys. Because we're about to set sail, are we not, Julian, on the good ship, Two Guys on Fitness, once again. That's where you are. And how has your month been, Alan? Well, apart from being uh, cold, I've had a bit of a sore back, Julian. I've had a bit of an injured back. Do you think it's uh, due to a poor technique using a machine? What do you think? Uh, it's more to do with the fact that I need to change my mattress, so let's not dwell upon that. Uh, and what about you? How have you been? For, for myself, it's just like um, I have no injury. I um, um, feel quite strong and, uh, and mentally refreshed after my uh, the holiday in South Africa. But didn't you have like uh, a, li- a bit of a l- potentially life-threatening uh, injury uh, you suffered when you were uh, in South Africa? Yes, it's true. Well, I've been caught in a in a high tide, um, so that the first time I was experiencing that. So it's very you don't see that coming. It's just a massive. Uh, current, strong current will take you quite far away and I just eat a couple of rock, that's all and uh, I was bleeding a bit because where we were uh, you had many seal and the seal uh, do tend to attract shark so no shark around but potentially a little risk because I was bleeding so I was a little bit like at my moment uh, some um, I was a bit hyper but uh, it's at the end all good so Wow, so you were uh, nearly shark uh, meat uh, in the sea. I'm being uh, overdramatic in saying that. But it was, uh, no, it was like, yeah, it because potentially when you bleed and they shark around, you don't know, they are probably, you know. Well, there you go. That's a problem you don't face uh, in a city like London, I suppose. So this month we're going to be talking uh, about, uh, not injury, we've uh, already been uh, yabbering away about injury, uh, of one kind of another for some reason but uh, this uh, month is going to be about food we're going to be talking uh, dietary uh, matters this month so are you ready to uh, tuck into a bit of dietary chat rice is it yes uh, the topic this month we're going to be uh, tucking into if I can use that phrase is indeed rice uh, which means we're going to have a visit once again from our old friend the Italian fitness guy uh, who's going to be sharing one of his fact packed fit food features with us. There's a lot of F's in there. I had to have a bit of a run-up to that. Um, so are you ready to chow down on rice? Absolutely. That's right. Delicious and nutritious rice. Yeah, it's uh, an opinion, and uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, some might say it's just a great big bowl of misery, controversially perhaps. So uh, are you ready to begin? Yes. Play the music. Hi guys and welcome to Two Guys on Fitness, the podcast for gym guys everywhere with me, Alan Teresa, just your average Joe who likes to turn the gym turnstile and work up a sweat now and again. And with me, Julien Bertorat, personal trainer and professional gym guy coming to you from Jubilee Old Gym in Covent Garden, London. Where each month we cover a range of gym and fitness related topics as well as food, glorious food. Even if that food is rice. Possibly. So what else are we covering this month? Julian Berthrat, French personal trainer guy. Well, a part of talking about rice and uh, its nutritional benefits, we'll, later on we'll be also talking about my fitness tip of the month, which is this month about the marginal 1% gain on your training. Wow, that sounds very technical. Uh, yes, it is, but not really in fact. Okay. 
slightly contradictory, perhaps. Uh, look forward to hearing that. And of course, at the end of the show, we'll also be taking some questions from listeners uh, about their gym workout and potentially also about their diet. Uh, and we'll also hopefully be giving some advice along the way. Will we not, Mr. Bertharan? Yes, certainly. So let's get this uh, episode on the road and tuck into the wonders that are in the bowl for us this month. Okay, so here we are now uh, at the uh, front of house at Jubilee Hall. Uh, we like to move around uh, when we do this thing. And this is where you actually come into the gym and you meet the uh, rather lovely people on the desk. And I'm not obliged to say that for any reason. Um, and um, it's quite nice here, Julian, isn't it? Because you get to see the whole of Covent Garden and what's going on. And let's be honest about it, the tourists coming and going. Yes, it is. It's um, I've been here over ten years, and uh, it's a, it's a great building. There's many rooms, many spaces, and uh, the front desk is um, it's a nice thing. When you come to Jubilee Hall downstairs, you you go through the stairs, you see the the entry, and that gives you a good uh, already uh, sight of what is Jubilee Hall. And Jubilee Hall is a massive building with a big ceiling, and uh, yeah, it's nice to go. I like to use the space, so I like to go everywhere, as you say. And you know who we haven't heard from for a while, Julian? Let me guess, the Italian fitness guy? Yes, indeed. That fitness and food-obsessed guy from northern Italy who likes to fire facts at us about healthy food and eating, not-so-healthy food, and even guilty pleasures. Yes, he certainly likes his food. And this month, he has been showing down on rice to get to the bottom of the particular fact bowl. And that sounded something of a verbal mouthful in itself right there. So shall we find out about rice and all its tasteless, if potentially wonderful, benefits? I'm one big pair of ears. <laughs> rice is a cereal grain. The process of removing the hull of the grain results in brown rice, which is the least damaging production process to rice's nutritional value. White rice, on the other hand, is milled and polished, and this process destroys a large percentage of rice's nutritional value, making it much less valuable as a source of nutrition than brown rice, destroying vitamins, minerals and fibers. Typically, one cup of cooked long-grain brown rice contains around 215 calories, and it is low on the glycemic index. The consumption of brown rice, as opposed to white rice, is associated with the maintenance of a healthy body weight, while the fiber in brown rice are shown to be helpful in preventing colon cancer. Rice bran oil are shown to help reduce the level of LDL, uh, bad cholesterol. High LDL cholesterol, as we know, is believed to be a risk factor for developing heart disease. Consuming at least six servings per week of old grains, such as brown rice, has been proven to slow the progression of atherosclerosis, which is the plaque built up on blood vessel walls. Brown rice, and other old grains, when refined as little as possible, can also help to lower the risk of developing type 2 uh, diabetes. Finally, uh, magnesium, as found in brown rice, is believed to help reduce the severity of many diseases, including asthma, as well as reducing migraine headaches and lower uh, the blood pressure. So, um, meglio patate o riso? Fancy moving over to a healthier alternative to potatoes? Meglio riso o patate? Then uh, reach for the brown rice. So that's the Italian fitness guy there once again uh, telling us all about a particular uh, wonder food, which of course this month is rice. So let me ask you, Julian, 
what exactly is your opinion of rice? Is it indeed a wonder food, as people claim, or is it more of a forced march of a meal? Well, when it comes to, to food, uh, I would say you should not force yourself to, to swallow uh, anything you don't like. So, I mean, most of the time, rice is a, is, a good, um, is a good meal to have, of course, with some protein. But, yeah, no, for me, it's not like a, a forced match of a meal. It's a wonderful, yeah. It's uh, always making me feel better. Yeah, so for me, definitely um, a wonderful. You know, I can't stand rice. I absolutely cannot stand rice. My partner for example, will regularly say, oh, let's have rice, let's have rice, let's have the brown rice, etc., etc." And uh, it always turns into a bit of a fight at mealtime because I think I'm one of those people, uh, rice is like, you know, a culinary hell for me. It, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I understand that. It's um, per week, for example, I, uh, I'm going to have like, every time I eat rice, it's within the sushi, let's say. Yeah, it's about the portion when you eat uh, that kind of um, food, you know, rice, pasta, it's about the portion. It's, uh, if you eat too much, you can, uh, you feel like bloated. And uh, so I just, yeah, the only thing I would say about the rice thing is um, it's just a portion, just don't eat too much rice. So how much rice do you eat uh, a week on average, would you say? Most, I would say uh, roughly 100 grams, but it's mainly with sushi. You know, I like sushi, so there's always rice within the sushi. And uh, yeah, that's all. I rarely, uh, sometimes when I go to the restaurant and there's a rice side, I eat it glad gladly, so it's not a big deal. Uh, but I'm not going to eat a lot of rice at once so and when I'm sick I have to say it is uh, it's a good I like to eat rice it does absorb the bacteria okay that's uh, very uh, medical uh, I didn't know that, is that it absorbs the bacteria yeah the white rice oh okay uh, fair enough um, now rice is also substituted for potatoes quite a lot by people because potatoes are seen as being a, a bad food now do you think that is fair I, for example, have this, uh, I'm going to call it discussion regularly with my partner about the, you know, oh so terrible evils of eating potatoes with a meal. But do you think uh, potatoes have got a bad rep? Yeah, it's, and it's not fair because, uh, again, it's, uh, potatoes are not that bad. It depends how much, again, you eat potatoes. I mean, how many potatoes at once, uh, how do you cook it? All that is important. For example, everybody will say fish is good, but now if you have a deep fried fish, it's not so good anymore. So it's about the quantity, the way you cook. Uh, that's what is most important. So rice or potato, doesn't matter. It's the portion, the way you cook it. Do you add any salt on it? Do you add any butter on it? It's, you know, this kind of question are very important too. It's funny you should mention garnishes there because um, rice always strikes me as being one of those foods that you have to force yourself to eat regularly. Is it possible to just enjoy rice on its own or do you have to garnish it and tweak it to make it palatable? No, I think it's, uh, it's kind of crazy to talk about food and mentioning you know, the fact that some people force themselves to eat, you should just enjoy the food. It's just mentally so much easier to go through the process without, you know, like uh, forcing yourself. And um, we live in a society we can have absolutely whatever we want in terms of food. 
so we are lucky about that and we should just pick up the food we enjoy really and i don't think anyway people enjoy fast food it's just easy to to buy but uh when it comes to rice no i mean if you don't like rice then eat pasta and if you don't like eat pasta then eat something else you know we we we, we only need protein a bit of carbs and and a bit of um fat saturated so that's uh, that's all you know you you pick up what you like and that should be enough yeah that's right because we do all need a little bit of protein a little bit of carbs a little bit of fats and a little bit of love julian to actually get through a day would you say yes remember you're talking to a frenchman so we know a lot about love <laughs> that is uh potentially true uh, potentially um and finally uh one last question on this which is the slightly controversial topic of the type of rice you eat white or brown does it matter or should you eat certain kinds of rice at different times you mentioned white rice earlier for your delicate stomach so which is best white or brown rice well uh i'm not like a that kind of rice specialist but i know that the brown rice it's supposed to be healthier than the white rice and um so we're talking from a fitness game point of view here uh but frankly you can have rice you can alternate it you know white and brown I don't think there is that much difference in terms of, um, you know, gain. Fair enough. And I uh, hope that's uh, useful for you guys if you're uh, deciding to, let's be honest about this, force yourself to, uh, you know, consume some rice uh, with a meal. And we'll be covering another fit food soon when we'll wheel the Italian fitness guy back in. And until then, enjoy whatever it is that you happen to be eating. Today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Hall Gym Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the heart of London's West End? Then visit Jubilee Hall Gym on the corner of Covent Garden where you can also check out the gym's sauna as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join online for £53 a month and there's no need for a minimum term contract when joining. Or you can use the gym on a day pass basis. Find out more at jubileehall.org or telephone 020-7836-4007 to work out at Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. Okay, so that's rice out of the way, possibly thankfully, which means it's now time for... Julian's Fitness Tip of the Month. You know, you always sound so spooky in that particular sting. Mysterious, no? Uh, no, uh, just spooky. So, uh, what is your fitness tip of the month this month, Julian Bertharad? Do you ever struggle to evaluate your gain in the gym? Uh, pretty much constantly. In fact, it's only now that you've asked me the question I realise I never ever measure my progress. Well, Alan, it's about helping people to make them progress but I will say 1% at a time. They call that marginal gain, and it's, uh, it's a way, realistic way to improve your fitness level and in gain 1% at a time. So it sounds like a baby step, but it is the way you should do to not basically overtrain, you know, over you know, a year of training. I think it's important because people tend to overtrain when they come to the gym and uh, you are here to remind them that it's one step at a time. So, and the weight and the progression is part of this logic. 
one step at a time. How to do it, uh, how to materialize this concept, there is many ways. So the, when it comes to weight, obviously, well, we add substantial extra weights every time you lift. It could be during the set, it could be uh, for the following session. Uh, when it comes to cardio, for example, is you can add 100 meters to achieve more compared to the last time. The, the concept of all that is it's important to put baby stone like one step at a time, but not too far. So you are in that way able to achieve your target and uh, that make you feel good about it and uh, yeah what is important in fitness and i think sometime in many other things in life is to keep moving forward so if you step too far ahead then you might you know just miss the point okay life is a marathon so it's about finding your pace and to keep running basically and that was julian's fitness tip of the month so that's Julian there, zooming in and giving some fitness advice. Zooming in. There's just something about that word that feels so right. I prefer the term focus. That's because you're a personal trainer. Which I am. And now, and not that our use of grammar isn't in any way interesting. Which it obviously is. But now it's time for listener questions, during which we take two questions from the emails and messages that come into us, and we do our very best to give some solid advice to the people who are asking those questions. That we do. And our first question this month comes from Dan, who does not say where he come from, who has contacted us through the website to ask, how much do you pay for your gym membership and are they worth the money? Oh, this is uh, slightly controversial. Uh, how much do you, uh, we, how much do we pay for our gym membership, Julian? And is it worth spending the money? Well, I jubilee all it's uh, £53 a month. And my answer to your question, Dan, is very straight. It's yes, of course, it's worth the money. Why? Because... Uh, we live in that society where we need to take care of ourselves. We are a lot under pressure and uh, yeah, your, your health should be one of your main concerns in your life because that's very important to live a healthy life. Um, now concerning the price, is it worth it? I mean, we can also, it's about where you live, where do you work as well? Uh, so the location depends on these two main information, where do you live, where do you work? And because you don't want to travel half an hour uh, opposite your way, you know, where you live to go to the gym, because that's then it's not worth it. But I think in UK and especially London and, uh, and around, you got enough gym to find the right one for you. Uh, concerning the other thing is the price. So you got like a low cost gym and uh, which basically is like more like 25 pound a month, 24 pound a month. I will say why not, but again, uh, make sure uh, it's a living place as well, uh, lightable. Like you don't, you want a bit of energy inside because training uh, sometimes require extra energy. And this extra energy can come from the inside environment through other people and uh, I feel like that. So that's important too. And uh, but I think roughly, I mean, with expand, I would say like 53 pound a month is it's an honest price. And uh, yeah, that's my answer. I hope it helps you then. Yes, I think the uh, the subject of uh, gym pricing, gyms have a pretty uh, bad reputation generally because the contracts and pricing for a lot of gyms is seen as being 
uh, a bit monolithic and uh, not very flexible. But it is true, isn't it, particularly in bigger cities, that you have a whole range of prices. You mentioned uh, 20, 24, 25, up to about 29 pounds a month, I suppose, on perfectly great gyms, actually, uh, that are both independent and also chains. But also nowadays, it's pretty standard practice to join a gym and not be tied to a very long contract or indeed any contract at all. And you can leave at any time or you can freeze your membership whenever you want. Um, and if you want to stop going to a particular gym one month, you can just join another one the next month. That's also true, isn't it? Yeah, it's, a, it's good to talk about it. Uh, I learned because the flexibility of the contract is important. And also without being to gym maniac, um, uh, the equipment, you know, do, do you have cable, uh, machine, do you have free weight, do you have uh, two or three same different, uh, same machine, you know, in case you get busy and you don't have to wait too much. So I guess that's why you need the flexibility because maybe over one or two months being a member at that particular gym, you will realize, well, it's too busy at some time. There's not enough equipment you like. So, you know, that's why you need a gym flexibility membership, you know. And the bottom line really, as in most things, is to shop around, is it not really? To do your research, to go to the gyms that uh, you might be thinking about, talk to the staff, get an idea of what the atmosphere is like, what the equipment is like, and to be an active consumer. Yes, it's true. You, you're going to pay for it so you need to to be more critical about it and you need to observe a lot and uh, yeah and uh, it is an investment so that's true so as any other investment you might do in your life you, you need to do some research so there you go dan uh be an actor on the stage and not an audience member watching the performance from the second row and you'll be fine now uh, i'm not sure what that means really but uh, it seemed uh, pretty relevant now on to the second question this month which comes from Stephen. you see julian when uh, we do these things julian never prints out the things he's always looking over my shoulder which means i've always got uh, papers i have to sort out uh okay here we go uh, so Stephen here in new Market has messaged us via our Twitter to ask how do I get bigger, rounder arms? I go to the gym, I do weights, I try to eat as much protein as possible, and my arms are still too small. What do I do? Okay, then, Stephen, uh, I think we get your message there. Now, Julian, bigger arms. How many times do we get asked this question? Bigger, rounder, more shapely, more impressive arms. What is the answer? Well, surprisingly, uh, I want to say to you, Stephen, that um, try to not overthink about your arms. Um, why? Because when you do a chest workout, you're going to engage your triceps. Also, when you do a back workout, you're gonna enjoy, uh, engage your biceps too. So my advice is to mix, to not do only an arms workout. We can go for a reverse pull down, okay? Your grip, because of your grip, uh, you will engage your forearms muscle in your bicep and you will also do your back. So I would say it's a win-win. It's two exercises in one. Uh, you can do like the same exercise, so reverse pull down, front pull down, and then you can add some narrow grip push-ups. So you're gonna engage your triceps as well here. So it's uh, the key point is to mix it up, mix it to your, your workout. Because if you just come to do your arms, uh, arms workout are rather too specific and boring let's face it so that's why you need to add stuff into your workout and not into arms and believe me you will get your you will get your results in your arms but yeah uh, most of the time when you overthink about one part of your body abs arms you do not get abs and, uh, and your arms so uh, you will get there just turn up at the gym 
and incorporate arms workout with other part of your body. That's my advice. But there is something I think in the male psyche, isn't there? Because I think like uh, a lot of guys, I'm always looking at my arms and thinking, oh, they, could they be bigger? Could they have more definition uh, and all the rest of it? There is something in the male psyche, isn't there, about that? Well, yeah, it is uh, something I try to uh, to go to break it through because obviously there is a, a kind of a slang uh, language about it, and uh, the people will talk about arms uh, using the word guns. You know, like I need to work my guns, and uh, yeah, you know, coming from rugby, I don't see my arms like a, like a guns. I mean, most of the time when you play rugby, you use your arms to uh, tackle, uh, give a pass to your to the next guy, or, or to grab, you know, to to grab the ball. So. I don't have the same perception of my arms, but uh, again, having big arms is not necessarily the main um, objective uh, when you train. So it's a, it has to be a bit more overall, okay? So, but yeah, arms are important when you do your chest, when you do your back, you need strong arms, otherwise you're gonna struggle to lift more when you do your chest and more and, and the same for the back. So they are important, but not on their own. So Stephen, we hope that is indeed helpful for you in uh, considering uh, your arms and how you exercise them. And uh, remember guys, that if you wanna get in touch, go to our social media or our website and drop us a line and we'll help you out as much as uh, we can. And we love it when we get in touch, guys. It's always uh, a great moment to interact with you and to do our best to answer your question and um, so keep it coming yeah julian particularly likes uh, digging through those questions and um, sharing his accumulated knowledge i'm going to use the term accumulated knowledge and we'll be answering a couple more questions in the next episode so get in touch and so and so and so we put our healthy meal of rice behind us thankfully and come to the end of another episode of two guys on fitness from our favorite place of health and wonder which is jubilee old gym in covent garden which it is all of those things obviously and until next time you've been listening to me julien bertoir the professional gym guy here on the podcast and to me Alan Teresa, sort of like a professional gym guy, but not quite so much, here on the podcast. Find out more about Two Guys on Fitness on our website, twoguysonfitness.com, funnily enough, or on my website, julianbertharat.com, or you can follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. Until the age of Google+, Plus is over, because I think what we're going to find in the next couple of episodes is that Google+, Plus is going to be no more, because Google is closing it down. Did you know that, Julian? No, um, but uh, I think you can see that coming. I think we could see that coming. Google+, Plus, sort of like the little runt of the social media world. And you can listen to the podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and on my website. And however you choose to check us out or listen to the podcast, remember to enjoy your rice. If such a thing is indeed possible, and also to enjoy your workout. <laughs>